0: It is never too late to start talking about the 2023 NHL Draft. We discuss some of the top players, both at the top of the draft in the United States and some gems on today's episode of Locked on Wild. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's happening everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked on Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Locked on Sports Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. Just a reminder, you can find Locked on Wild on your favorite podcast platforms for absolutely no charge. On today's episode, we dive into the 2023 NHL Draft with Gabe Foley of Recruit Scouting to take a look at some of the names at the top of the draft, some of the names in the U.S. to keep an eye on, and of course, some Foley's finds. My name is Seth Topal, your daily Minnesota Wild Insider. We talked enough about what happened in the game against Nashville And so uh, we'll talk a little NHL draft for a bonus episode here today. And of course, good friend, Gabe Foley of Recruit Scouting is back. Gabe, happy uh, to have you back on the show, to say the least. And uh, there is no better time than the present to start thinking about the future with the 2023 NHL draft. Yeah, thank you for having me back on. I missed
1: you, Seth, and I missed the Locked On Wild fans. Um, So I'm excited to be back And uh, yeah, certainly a good time to talk about it. You're a wild fan. I'm a blues fan. We're both looking at top three (laughs) picks in the draft. So let's hit on who might be there for us both and try and get some optimism in what's been a really dark start to the season for both of us.
0: Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a rough go to uh, to say the least, but obviously plenty of names and what's expected to be a uh, deep draft this year. So let's lay the base. You know, you're building a pizza, you're building a casserole, you're building any sort of a food item. you got to lay that base down to kind of get everything going. So just get us started with some of the names at the top of the list that everybody is going to be fighting for to try to get.
1: Yeah, so the 2023 draft has been – has had a lot made out of it over the last handful of years. Um, And I'm here to tell everyone that – yeah, it is what you think it is. Connor Bedard is looking like a generational NHL talent. I am talking Connor McDavid levels of generational talent. Um for those who haven't followed P- Bedard's season, he was held without a point in his first game of the year. Ever since he scored at least one point in every game, that's 19 games worth of a point streak. In those 19 games, he scored 43 points. Now 43 points in 19 games equates to 2.26 points per game. That number would be the third highest among all draft eligibles in WHL history if he maintains it, the best since 1986. Of course you can't really compare scoring across generations like that, but that all rounds out to saying Connor Bedard is everything you think he's going to be this is one of the most lethal scores i've ever seen and i watched Connor mcdavid way back in his draft year uh bedard's special there's a lot of people trying to downplay his scoring downplay his ability say that maybe he won't be mcdavid maybe he'll be more like austin matthews or something like that And um, while I think those conversations are moot to begin with, because I'd say Austin Matthews is darn near generational as well. Uh, He's probably the best Toronto Maple Leaf to ever play, and he's halfway through his career. But, um, you know, Bedard is up there in that category. He's going to step into the NHL right away and make an immediate impact. This kid is special. At number two, no matter who you put at number two, we're taking an inevitable step down. Right now, consensus rankings have Adam Fantilli at number two, and I agree with them. Adam Fantilli is to Connor Bedard what Jack Eichel was to Connor McDavid. And I'm not here for all of the Jack Eichel's washed conversations. Jack Eichel is an incredible player, and Adam Fantilli is going to be the same thing, a powerful, big-bodied center that can do a lot of different things. As it stands, uh, November 15th, when we're recording this episode, Adam Fantilli leads the NCAA in scoring. He doesn't lead freshmen. He leads the entire league with 23 points in 12 games. That equates to 1.92 points per game, which is the fifth highest ever among a draft eligible player and the best since Paul Korea in 1993. Now, I know I'm a Blues fan, so maybe I'm biased, but I'm <laughs> sure a couple of you have heard of Paul Correa, just an incredible player. So for Fantilli to be in that conversation is immaculate. Um, he is, like I said, the Eichel to Bedard's McDavid. I think he's going to step into the NHL right away as well. And while he he'll never reach that generational level, he's going to be an elite player down the line. Two more players to touch on in our little draft overview here. The first is Matvei-Michkov, who a year and a half, two years ago, was being mentioned on the same tier as Connor Bedard. And back then, I agreed with it. I thought Michkov was incredible in so many different aspects of the game. He's fast. He processes play quick. He looks like he has fun with it, and he knows how to embarrass defenders. You know, everything that we all know about Matvei-Michkov. This season, he's playing in the VHL which is the equivalent of Russia's AHL. That's a good way to look at it. Uh, And in that league, he has 54 points in 36 games and 36 goals in 36 games. Now, the VHL is not a league for prospects to develop. Um, Historically, prospects have been shoveled to other leagues in Russia. And so me saying what I'm about to say doesn't hold as much weight but 54 points in 36 games is enough for the highest point per game uh, scoring number, scoring metric in VHL history among draft eligibles. Um, but though you know the league's not big on development. Um, but with all that said, I'm kind of bearish on Matt Vamichkov. Yeah, he's scoring at an incredible pace, but something about him looks a little young, a little immature. He seems to be getting his goals uh, around the front of the net, really trying to bury loose pucks and stuff. I'm not seeing a lot of big flashy plays from him. Now, is that nitpicky to say about a child who's playing in the Russian equivalent of the AHL? Absolutely it is. Matvej Michkov is still an incredible elite prospect that deserves to go in the top three, top four of this draft class. Um, but I don't think he's on that level with Bedard anymore. I think Bedard's really separated himself as a generational talent. The fourth name I want to touch on is Leo Carlson. Some of you might be expecting me to talk about Zach Benson, Callum Ritchie, or um, Braden Yeager, but Leo Carlson, I think, is the final name in that second tier of names behind Connor McDo or Connor Bedard. Excuse me. Um, Leo Carlson is in that conversation with Adam Fantilli and Matt Vay-Michkov simply because of how well he's playing in the SHL Sweden's top league. Carlson has spent all season on the second line for Arebro, either playing center or right wing, and he's looked entirely in place. It looks like he belongs in the league he's in um he's dominating play in a variety of different ways in all three zones really the only thing i can critique about his game is his skating which looks a little bit uh, rusty for as big of a player as he is but that's an easy enough fix as he comes over to the states to continue his domination here so those are the four names i really wanted to make sure i highlighted at the start of this of course we all knew those names before i mentioned them but i wanted to lay them out a bit so we all had a uh a good standing of where the top of this draft sits. And it's one of the greatest drafts in recent memory.
0: Well, it's, uh, it's hard to argue with some of those uh, points numbers that these guys are putting up. And so uh, big prizes for uh, bad teams to be able to take advantage of here in this one. Now we'll branch off from top of the draft to some of the other players to take a look at here in the States. Uh, We're going to do that. We're going to talk stock up, stock down. we got a lot Coming up as we continue today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Can we pause for just one second? Okay. We are going to take you on a Built Bar journey because Built has reimagined some of their greatest flavors. Cookie Dough Tapper, Coconut Brownie Bar, and Coconut Brownie Topper. Just listen to those and imagine how good they taste. Plus, White Chocolate Peppermint, peppermint Granola. It's Bill's take on the granola bar so it's more filling and still insanely tasty. Plus, Candy Cane Brownie Puff. Yes, Candy Cane Brownie Puff. Built Puffs are like biting into the universe's most delicious cloud. Just sink your teeth into that first bite and it will change your life forever. And I'm not kidding. There will be a time before you've there'll be a time for you to try these built bars and that time is right now. So make sure you head to built.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off of these great flavors. Again, head to built.com, use the promo code on 15 for 15% off At built.com. Built, you've got to try this. Continuing today's episode of Locked on Wild, once again, thanks for making Locked on Wild your first listen. Each and every day for your second listen, make sure you check out the Locked on Sports Today podcast. The biggest games, the biggest stories, the biggest sports, all in one place. Locked on Sports Today is available on your favorite podcast platforms absolutely free of charge. Seth Topal joined by Gabe Foley of Recruit Scouting. We started by taking a look at the top of the draft board for 2023. Let's branch out and look at some of the uh, state's most supreme talents here.
1: Yeah, so the supreme talents uh, in the United States this year, of course, all come on the United States National Team Development Program, Uh, as we all are accustomed to at this point. But it's really interesting because this year's US NTDP team was really spoken down on a lot when they were formed um, about a year and a half ago at this point. Everyone said that this was going to be a down year to pave way for what's going to be an elite NTDP team next year, but this team is still finding traction um, and they're doing so on the back of four players, those players being Will Smith, Gabe Perot, Ryan Leonard, and Oliver Moore. I think by the end of the season, all four of those players, all forwards, mind you, are going to be fighting for the first round. And I think Smith, Moore, and Leonard are going to be pushing for top 10 top 15 mentions. And it's really interesting. Uh, because these are four kids that play hockey incredibly differently. Oliver Moore drew uh, similar comparisons to Logan Cooley a couple of years ago. Those comparisons being made by myself. So, you know, <laughs> take it with a grain of salt. But um, <laughs> I love how Oliver Moore plays the game. He is a lightweight, fast skater that is not afraid to go into the corners, throw his body up against kids who probably weigh two times as much as he does. And win the puck play it out of the corner and uh, set up our opportunity for his teammates, just one of those kids that really leads by example, both in his work ethic, but also in his unselfishness with the puck, he really loves setting up his teammates and that's paved the way beautifully for Ryan Leonard who has become the goal scorer of this year's NTDP team, stealing a title that was previously held by players like Cole Caulfield and Rucker McGrordy. Ryan Leonard is a sniper at at his purest form. Um, He has dazzling hands. He's quick enough. He's stronger than he looks. But at the end of the day, this is a kid who knows how to shoot the puck. The only issue is he seems a little bit bored when he's not shooting the puck. I think he thinks it's a little too easy to score on the goalies that he's been scoring against. And so he relaxes a bit when the puck's not around him. And this can lead him to a struggle to find open space and really take advantage of the raw skill that he has. But at the end of the day, Leonard is a goal scorer in his purest form. And we're seeing that in full with 16 goals in 17 games to start the season. Will Smith is maybe the most prolific of the four names I mentioned. Smith is a uh, bag of tricks. You never really know what to expect from him. He'll throw a player onto the ice. He'll deke out defensemen uh, with you know little to no effort. He can shoot. He can pass. He can really do whatever. Um, he just seems a little bit confused by how much he's you know capable of. And uh, there are times where Will Smith doesn't seem to know exactly what to do, and that can lead him into some difficult situations. But he's also capable of looking like the best NTDP player I've seen since the 2019 Jack Hughes, um, Trevor Zegres, Alex Turcott team. Uh, and so it makes for an interesting combination, you know, if Smith is going to turn on the Jets for one game or if he'll leave them at home. Uh, The last one I mentioned is Gabe Perot. Gabe Perot is another sniper, but he adds to it a great grinding ability, um, really banking off of the third line role that he's kind of been forced into at some points this season. He is relentless. He's the smallest of these four players, but you would not guess that watching him play. He knows how to work for the puck and knows how to put it into the net once he's got it. Um, Gabe perot is a sleeper among the this group I think he'll push for the first round but he's personally not in my first round as it stands um, but at the end of the day to see a kid his height uh, go out there and work as effortlessly effortlessly as he does is really impressive and you have to commend it I'll throw in one other name before we move on from this sec- segment and this name is not an NTDP player For those of you who have followed American Prospects uh, throughout the summer, you might be expecting me to talk about Will Whitelaw, or Quentin Musty or Andrew Strothman. And while those three players are all tremendous, I think they all have noticeable holes in their game that keep them outside of the first round conversation uh, quite emphatically. The one player who I think is incredibly deserving of a first round bid is Jacob Fowler, the starting goalie for the Youngstown Phantoms of the USHL. Last season, Fowler came into the Phantoms program late in the year and only played, I think, about 16 games. But in those 16 games, he set the highest save percentage of any goaltender in their in the year before their draft year in USHL history. I know it's a bit of a convoluted stat, but it just goes to show fowler had an incredible season last year and while statistically he's not kept it up a ton this year he still looks as strong as he did um just by the eye test fowler is uh, a really good comparable to a player like jordan bennington and how he shows off strong stand-up abilities but a quick side to side and um just a love for playing the puck fowler is so good at coming out of his net and uh, playing the puck into space well doing it quickly and doing it in a way that doesn't bite him and fowler's also got that bennington competitiveness to him i haven't seen him embarrass himself like jordan (laughs) bennington does a little too much for my liking um but jacob fowler has that dog in him that really sets him apart by my bill i think fowler's poise and maturity Gives him a floor that makes him the best goaltender in north america this season better than michael harable probable i think that's how you say it uh the starting goaltender who for the omaha lancers who has drawn the consensus bid for the number one goalie in this draft class and who himself is getting first round bids i think rabble has a little bit more raw skill that needs to be refined while fowler is a clear competitor with a maturity employees that you just don't see in goaltenders at this age. Now, of course, goalies um, at this age are incredibly hard to predict. And so for me to say that Fowler deserves to be in the conversation with Spencer Knight or Jake Oedinger as a first round American goalie is maybe a bit presumptive. Uh, I think what Fowler brings to the table is working well, well enough for Youngstown um, and is really impressive in this age of goalies. And so for that reason, yeah, he's number one on my board and in my first round rankings uh, last month, I think I ranked him in my mid-20s, which is incredibly impressive for a goalie at the start of the season.
0: Let's, uh, let's finish up by doing a little stock up, stock down. And then, of course, it's, it's a Gabe Foley appearance, so we have to do some Foley's finds. And uh, we'll do those as we finish up today's episode of Locked on Wilds after this. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, thanks for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. For your second listen, make sure you check out the Locked on NHL podcast. A full load on everything going on throughout the NHL. Available wherever you listen to your podcasts. Seth Topol joined by Gabe Foley of Recruit Scouting. All right. Stock up. Stock down. Whose stock is rising as we move closer to the 2023 NHL draft?
1: Yeah, so the first name I'll throw out there is Riley Height. And uh, stock up is maybe a little bit uh, loose of a term with Riley Height, who sits at 17 on the consensus board. But I had him outside of my first round. And after speaking with a lot of WHL scouts, some general managers, um, and watching Hype play a lot more, I realized it's not that he's bad. He's just boring. He's a kid who does really well in all, all three zones, um, knows how to play with his teammates, has a strength that just hovers over the rest of the league, and a speed that makes him good enough to, you know, go get loose pucks and turn something into them, uh, or make something out of them. Um Height deserves to be in the first round, and I was a bit misguided in throwing him out of mine. This is a player that, at the end of the day, is as pure of a playmaker as they come and does really well with it. Very smart, uh, very intuitive player, Um, just boring to watch. A guy that I personally, personally, I can't speak tonight, (laughs) So A guy that I personally um, am a bit out on, even if his talent is deserving of that first round conversation. The second guy is uh, consensus 26th, but a guy that I think deserves to really push for the top 10. That's Ethan Goche, out of the QMJHL. Ethan Goche is a big body, big-bodied power forward that just bullies his way down the ice. He draws a little bit of reminiscing to like Zachary Lahura. L- Lahura. <laughs> back into 2021 NHL draft. I'm not French Seth. I live in Illinois, um, but Zachary, the happiness, um, Ethan Gauthier draws similarities to not in his lack of discipline, but just in his ability to really harness his physical ability to get the puck where it needs to go. Gauthier is strong, but also really, really calm with the puck on his stick. He knows how to make quick moves. He has a blistering shot and he's just a smart player. Like I said, Goche is Consensus 26 right now, but I think he deserves to be way closer to 10 on a lot of boards. And for a player, his stature, I promise you a lot of NHL teams have him higher than the Consensus 26 does right now.
0: Whose stock is
1: falling? Yeah, so Falling, uh, we're revisiting the NCAA. Adam Fantilli is doing incredible historical things there. No one else is really doing much. Matthew Wood has 11 points in 13 games for the University of Connecticut, but he doesn't look the part. Now that he's removed from the BCHL, where he was the undeniable star of the league, Wood really struggles to quickly get into position, and follow what he needs to follow in the systems of UConn's play. This leaves Wood looking like a lost dog in the offensive zone sometimes, just kind of floating around wondering where he should be. And while he's good enough with his shot to receive the puck and open ice and put it into the net, that's not going to keep up as he moves into the professional tiers he really needs to uh, start focusing on fitting better into a four checking system into a cycle system if he wants to keep up his dominance at the nhl level um, matthew wood was a player that i had in my 30s when i released my first nhl draft rankings and i don't know if he's worthy of a first round bid uh, by my coin right now That's saying a lot for a player who consensus has at 15 overall, but it really comes down to Woods' uh, inability to really function in the UConn offense like he should function. I think he could be doing so much more than he is right now if he picked things up a bit. Um, And until I see that, I'm going to remain bearish on him. Another player who's stocked down is Charlie Strammel. Consensus has him at 16, but that's largely due to preseason hype. Strammel has a whopping three points in 12 games with the University of Wisconsin. And it uh, just looks like he's lost his razzle-dazzle. Last year, Strammel was being hyped up a ton because he's a 6'3", 216-pound player who can move incredibly quickly with the puck on his stick. He's so agile and made defenders look silly, but in a more stringent defensive focus NCAA, he's completely, completely lost his scoring touch. We were right to have doubts about Charlie Strammel last season, even if the hype was covering them up a bit, and uh, he's showing that those doubts um we're are really coming to fruition now just another player that looks lost in the ncaa and needs to do a lot more to find his way if he wants to maintain the draft hype that he has um i had charlie Strammel at 15 in my first round of nhl draft rankings but i have to be honest seth i don't know if he's worthy of a first round bid either at this point at the very least, he's down into the 20s. Um, this is a player that just doesn't really look at home in collegiate hockey and uh, is really defying the expectations that we had for him coming into the year.
0: Okay. Um, let's let's finish an Elite episode uh, here today talking all things NHL Draft with some Foley's finds yeah i have one big foley's fine for you this
1: episode both in terms of just magnitude and stature this kid is six 185 pounds which i know when we're talking about matthew wood and charlie Strammel, six 185 seems like nothing but that's a huge huge build for a 17 year old kid the person i'm referring to is chris pelosi who was very very close to making the USHL, the Muskegon lumberjacks out of camp. But for some reason that is honestly a bit of a mystery to me, he was sent down to the NAHL tier two of American juniors and he's tearing it up. He has 10 goals in 20 games, 15 points in total. And he just looks like everything I thought he was going to look like. Pelosi is a mature, slow and methodical centerman that really appreciates the wingers and the defensemen on the ice with him he knows how to bank off the talents of those around him and use them to build up a strong profile for himself pelosi isn't going to you know run away with some amazing role he's not going to dominate at the nhl level but this is a kid that you could draft between the 100 and 150 overall selection And someone that could turn into a a second-line center for you in the NHL one day. He's smart, he's methodical, and uh, he banks off his teammates well. And that's really all you can ask for um, in a second-round pick, much less a fourth or fifth-round pick where I anticipate him going. So there will certainly be plenty of Foley's finds in the future. But for now, I want to use this segment to really highlight the strong play of Chris Pelosi is incredibly deserving of the solo honor today. Um, Yeah. Start paying attention to him. This is a kid that's going to fall in the draft. I promise you that, but one that uh, really has high potential as an NHL caliber center.
0: Outstanding. Well, uh, we appreciate the time as always and listeners make sure to give Gabe a follow on Twitter at NHL Foley to keep an eye on all things NHL draft as we it's it's gonna be here before we know it. The 2023 NHL draft in Nashville may have some boots on the ground for that one. Uh, we're we're still getting some details ironed out for that. Yeah, so uh, we'll keep an eye on that. But uh, appreciate the time as always. And uh, for Lockdown Wild listeners, for all of this and the latest on the Minnesota Wild, make sure you are following along with Lockdown Wild. We've got you up to date with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Sports Podcast Network.